What's going on, everybody? Thad of Punk Mouth Radio here, brought to you by the Nerdcore Network. I'm here with Naveed and Tom of In Loving Memory. How are you guys doing today? Chilling hard body, my man. Doing good, dude. Awesome. Chilling. So we're here mainly because, one, you guys just dropped a new single called Vixen. It's unlike anything you've ever done before. So why don't you tell me about what brought you to this moment in your career as a band to change your sound, change your... Uh, perspective and dynamic on how you make music and going forward. Cool. Uh, the change in sound was definitely a long time coming, probably a little more than most people might realize. Like Vixen, for example, is a song that I started writing about two years ago, like before Introspective was even out. And that was a song I just kind of had sitting for a minute. And as we, I don't know, I think the main reason this, the sound evolved the way it did is because our tastes as musicians have just kind of change but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we you know we did anything consciously necessarily mm-hmm. yeah it was a very subconscious thing like he said like the music that we've been listening to has just evolved and changed and um has been more of like in on the pop side of things and more alternative rock and you know even some weirder stuff like i've been really into some like certain broadway type uh soundtracks and uh just everything in between so all of the all of that culminated into uh, the new sound, and I think to add on to what you said really quickly, um, with introspective, I actually think we started experimenting with, uh, at least on the production side of things, we right. started experimenting with new sounds and new vibes. Because on introspective, we we uh, you know since I produced it, there were a lot of there were a lot of points where the music called for things that our previous music hadn't called for before you know so we uh started getting our feet wet so to speak with with new vibes and new sounds even on introspective but we sort of just like went full force with it right because as we listened to more you know r&b pop hip-hop broadway you know that it challenged us to we were subconsciously taking more influences on a production side that weren't just you know your typical drums bass guitar vocals right So would you say it was a turning point for exa- for uh, so to speak? Because it's like you guys had things already established. You kind of felt that things were going in a different direction that you hadn't really predicted, but ultimately music led you toward to where you guys are now. Absolutely, and it was in some at some moments it was definitely scary to do because. You know, we, we, you know, by now our band, we do have a bit of history. We've been at it for a little more than four years now. And so especially, you know, on a local level, people expect a certain kind of sound from us. And that's something we definitely, you know, at times were afraid to break away from. But at the end of the day, you know, we trusted where our artistic vision wanted to lead us. And Mm -hmm. we tried to let everything, every other variable take a backseat. Yeah, it's more of a, I feel like it was more of a leap of faith you guys took with that single because... Mm. Right now, I feel like in the current state of rock music or just music in general, there are tons of bands taking risks, stepping outside of their defined genre box, so to speak, and really going against the grain, not only doing what they want to do, but doing what's going to not only appeal to most people, but going to appeal to themselves in the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got bands like Emma Rosa, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, Mm -hmm. really just taking everything that they've done so far pushing it off to the side and really just making something really new and artistic and something that's unlike anything their fans have heard previously. And I think you guys are also doing that very well in that step. 
And I want to get to uh, the subject matter of Vixen and everything going forward. What what are topics that fans could expect to hear on the new stuff you guys have coming to? Ooh, on the new music that we're working on. Because, yeah, we're very much working on more new music to come out this year. And I think the the cool thing about the way I'm I've been approaching lyrics this time around with all the new music we're writing is because I think we've we found a a sound now sonically and musically where it sort of it sort of allows me to feel I can be more open and honest about things that are way more personal to me so like you know I talk a lot about in you know in online social media and some of the extra content that we've put out about you know my upbringing as you know, a first-generation American, the son of immigrant parents from Bangladesh, and just sort of how that's shaped my perspective and the lens through which I view the world. And now I think, I, like, you can definitely expect our newer music to touch on that topic, like, very, like, on the nose. And mm-hmm. I think a good comparison, at least in my mind, is, you know, like, our song Nomad, for example, the right. one we dropped a live music video for when we played it at Gramercy Theater. I gave that speech that, you know, basically very much declares that that topic is about you know, that song is about that topic rather. And, but I, like, I listened to the song and I'm like, I don't think anybody would gather that from just the lyrics alone. Right. Because I, and, and I look back and it's because I realize like, you know, something like a topic like that, for example, that is such a huge part of my identity. Honestly, I, I feel like I didn't have the courage to like really explicitly put it out there. And that's something that this time around, I feel a lot more confident and just like really putting my perspective hmm. on topics like that out into the world. So I'll, that said, like the new music that we're going to put out this year is definitely going to be the most honest and most personal that I've ever written. Yeah, and I can say from a bit of an outside perspective, just because I'm not the one writing the lyrics, right? Um, that the pure honesty that Naveed's lyrics th- this time have embodied is makes the songs like, that much more captivating because even like I in no way relate to his lyrics you know like it's not like I've gone through the same things that he's right. gone through but still I am like so drawn into them just because I think when you speak so honestly in the song and in your lyrics no matter what it is even if you don't relate to it you're just like almost forced to listen because it's like wow this person is putting it all on the line exactly you know and that's what i love about the lyrics in these new songs it's just like it's gonna it's gonna punch people in the gut you know i love music like that because i feel like oh go ahead so i just wanted to add like that's a perspective that i value a lot because in writing a lot of these new songs like i had a very sometimes i would be very fearful of like i i i've told you this exact scenario like i would hate to like play in front of a thousand people you know, give a speech about something I'm very passionate about and then have them not get it or not, you know, like that's exactly. like a big fear of mine. So for me to hear from you that like, yes, I haven't gone through exactly what you've been through. I might personally never understand, but you're delivering it in a way that is still able to resonate yeah. with me. Like that is very reassuring for me. And again, it gives me more confidence to just spit my truth. Cool. Which awesome. Is, which is cool. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of music out there that can be very one-sided when talking about certain topics, topics of where your background is from or anything relating to that. But I feel like, you know, music right now really needs a lot more honesty and a lot more just in your face, cold heart truth with guitars and everything. And just pretty much everything that music has been for the past couple of years leading till now to amplify that. I feel like there's a sense of 
finding where you are in a, uh, hold on, let me gather myself a mm-hmm. bit. A sense of finding yourself within music that allows you to express yourself a lot more. Mm. And yeah. it's a really beautiful thing that you guys and more bands in general are starting to take that approach to their music and their songwriting and everything. So being on the topic of representation, how does that play a factor into what you write? Does it always come into factor when you write a song or if it's a certain moment that has really amplified that for you? I like this question. Yeah, because there there are tons of there are tons of content creators of all kinds, not just musicians, you know, YouTubers, artists, fashion designers, whoever, if they come from a certain background, like I, what I don't like seeing or what I think can hold some of those creators back is if all of those, if, if their entire following and fan base is just people who are of the same background as them. For example, like all, like an Asian YouTuber, you know what I mean? Like you, obviously you, you, you know, it's so, you take so much pride in being able to resonate and reach out to your people of the same demographic as you because you know growing up wanting to be a musician I had no role model to, who looked like me to look up to yeah. so if I could be that for you know the next generation I would love that for sure but at the same time you know I don't want to be pigeonholed to just that right. obviously the goal is to create something you know universal something that can appeal to everybody so it's a it's a it is a line that I still think that we're trying to carve out now as we're you know continuing to write and record our new music because yeah like I said you want to you want to be able to create something that transcends genre transcends racial boundaries you know religion sexual orientation all those things right so getting into a a lighter side of things tell me tell me what are some of you guys's favorite foods like what do you guys like to eat <laughs> i uh i'm a strong advocate for oreos and chocolate milk my my you did you put me on you put me on you really put me on tell them tell them your method okay, of so conception method is you can't just dunk it like a basic winnie you gotta you gotta put the oreo in your mouth first take a sip of milk then while everything's in there you break the oreo with your tongue just break it against the roof of your mouth and then the milk just automatically mm. rushes into the the Oreo from all angles. Wow. Oh, and it gets fully submerged and you got yourself a delicious treat. I know some people use do the whole fork method, like where they put the fork. fork That's pretty good. Cream. Yeah, you put a fork in the icing of the Oreo. Yeah. And then you are able to easily dunk it. Oh, like whoa. Yeah. That's no, for like people who don't like to get their hands dirty. Interesting. <laughs> like crumbs and all. Yeah, whoa. I don't mind getting my hands dirty though. I, I'm a I'm a, also an advocate of Oreos, but I really have been uh just eating a lot of spicy stuff lately. I don't know mm. why. Got it. Yeah, I'm like, I can like tolerate the exact average amount of spicy food. <laughs> I like, if it gets like too spicy where it interferes with the flavor, I'm like. Yeah, because like there's a lot, there's there's a difference between having a lot of spice and heat and there's the difference between having a lot of spice and flavor. Yeah. Which yeah. is also really, uh, it's a, also a fine line to cross. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, what? Genres of movies do you guys like to watch? Ooh, I'm pretty out of date with movies, on for, unfortunately. I am as well. Ugh. I'm trying to think of like a recent one that I saw. Yeah, I'm trying. To Netflix counts, no worries. Yeah. I've been really into Black Mirror. I was going to say the new yeah. Black Mirror definitely I messed me up. I haven't watched it yet. because like pretty crazy. It's, yeah. There's they always did a, good a job. weird adjustment period for me in Black Mirror because like I watch it and like 
it like the material and like everything within whatever is on is like so captivating and like it shakes me to my core. Yeah, like, definitely. Ah! No, no, like when I, I can't binge black. Yeah, I have to I take a breather. I gotta. I, it's like one a day at most. Like I can't watch several in a row because after like that it's after good you're gonna I'm you're like, gonna have an existential crisis if yeah you binge black and it, it's like it's really hard to sort of like adjust back to reality when all that stuff <laughs> happens to you i still have to uh finish umbrella academy which i've been hearing a lot about i've been heard. hearing of that i haven't watched it's been it. really good so far i've heard a lot of good things i've been really into brooklyn 99 really that's a show you been, i i, I, I should love, get on that i you, love that you show. speak of that i highly. just finally caught up to the current season that is going on now Awesome. So, well, yeah. <laughs> For movies, I watched. Uh, I recently just watched Captain Marvel. It was fantastic. Mm. Ooh. It so was even though like I personally can't relate to sort of like uh, female empowerment and things like that. I still felt somewhat empowered oh, by that yeah. movie. Oh yeah. No. It was such a great thing to see um, Marvel do their first female superhero film mm. and have it speak on so many levels and like there are sort of little nods. To things that we still like, women in our generation still experience today, for which sure. is yeah, such yeah. an amazing thing. For the things only... that we overlook because exactly. we don't have to deal with it. Exactly, yeah. and I, I feel like when you have a film that speaks on many levels to just either casual fans or comic book sweaties like me, or just things, or just people that are just just like the movies for the movies, and like they really pick up on the the script, the characters, how they interact with each other and things like that. It's a really beautiful thing to have mm. it sort of cross over into reality in some sort of way. And you could still feel empowered by yeah, it. Yeah, no, I was actually going to say, like, just like with music, you know, yeah. like, it, does, it doesn't have to relate to you directly, but if it's packaged and delivered the right way such that you still resonate and can take away something yeah. valuable from it, that's how you know the creator did a good it job comes, with it. It comes down to the idea of telling a story. Exactly. Like, that's, that's really what, like, the basic of, the basis of, like, everything is like movies music whatever if it's a good story if you feel like there's a character that went through a lot and you go attach to them that's top. a very natural yeah. human thing yeah. yeah um piggybacking off what you said about stories are there any stories that you guys haven't told within your music that you want to tell Ooh. well definitely i can say for sure there's definitely going to be one song in particular that we're writing that is going to be like exactly like this is what it's like to be a first generation kid child of immigrants growing up in nyc like that's literally gonna be like basically like my life story kind of deal mm. so that's something i'm very excited to write about because like i was saying before it's stuff that i've always talked about stuff that i know you know from conversations i have with people every day is is definitely something that a lot of kids like me are waiting to hear and have never heard before so and, and that's why i'm taking my time with it because like obviously you know th you want to make sure you deliver it the best honest way because yeah. that's a song where normally when i write music it's and i'm talking about just my personal experience you know that's all it is it's just my personal experience but if this is this song in particular is one where i'm gonna be you know if i'm hoping to represent other people other besides myself i want to make sure i do it the right way and so that's why i'm taking my time with it but that's something i'm excited to talk about on a lighter note uh I, I there's another song we're writing where i talk about straight up like my take on this crazy like hookup culture or modern dating whatever we whatever we call it you i know think what this I mean? is the song i've been waiting for <laughs> yeah yeah no, basically like the premise of it is like you know 
we've all been through it. You know, you talk to someone, you get close. We don't date because we hang out, right? Like that's that's what we that's what our generation does hang now, right? Out. Yeah, exactly. You get close, things are good. Then suddenly someone ghosts the other, but like you can't get mad at them, right? Because you weren't official anyway. But like you had something, but weren't you like? And then it's like, what? That's you're just left like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Like, do, I even have, I do? Do, I, do I even have the right to be upset? And it's funny because like I'm talking about it as if I'm not part of the problem. You know what I mean? So that that's that's gonna be a cool song that I'm excited to sing about. Yeah. Have you guys thought about co-writing with other people? We have. Yeah. No. We we actually right here at Wave Remedy Studios. Actually, we had um for for two of the new songs that we're working on, we had a bunch of singers come in. This was like a couple weeks ago to record some like group vocals, kind of like some choir esque. Parts, nothing too crazy, but like I dig that. stuff. Yeah. Like I said, you know, we're trying to get more grandiose with our production. So I, we were like, you know what? Let's get a bunch of singers in here. Let's let's lay it down. Let's make the songs sound as huge as we physically can get them. You know. Mm-hmm. I I think in terms of like actually co-writing and like getting other writers together and making a song, we ha- we haven't like seriously discussed it. But I think like we'd be open to it. Yeah, that definitely something I'd like to explore in the future. I think the reason we didn't is because like we felt we in a lot of ways, we feel like in loving memory with this next chapter, we're really like starting from the ground again. So we felt it was necessary for us to figure that out on our own, like relay the foundation. But I think, you know, after this year, when we, you know, put out all the things, all the new music that we're working on, I think, yeah, like you said, I think I would much be much more open to work with outside writers and producers. Yeah, that also ties into why we are still... We were originally discussing the idea of, after introspective, doing our stuff with, like, a producer, like, a real producer, you know, try and get, like, a bigger name to help us out, someone who's been in the business a little bit longer. But we ultimately decided against it for that very reason, because this is kind of a new start. We didn't... If we're not sure what we're doing, we don't want to bring like this outside person in in right. into the mix, you know. So right. that's why we decided to just write everything, record, produce, right. mix, especially because I'm house. like I'm a lot more confident now that we're stumbling upon a sound that really hasn't been done before, at least in the mm-hmm. way that we're going to do it. So if if like I said, yeah, if we can if we can lay the foundation for ourselves, it's a lot easier at that point to have outside influences come on board because now they know what they're getting into. Because exactly, it yeah. would it would suck if we worked with someone and, and then that producer's like, all right, so you guys are like a post hardcore band, right? <laughs> Let's, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> then we're like, wait, no, we're trying. Or to like do- you guys are a, a pop duo, right? And we're like, oh, oh we don't we don't know, uh, like maybe. A yeah. Bit. yeah. So now, like said, like we got a little more figured out. We, we can uh, move forward with it a little more with other people involved. Awesome. So to wrap things up a little bit here, um, if, unloving, if In Loving Memory weren't the band that you guys are now, what band would you be? <laughs> As in like... Literally the first thing that came into my mind. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking like if we could be like a different genre. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see, I see. First thing that came to my mind is like, I think it'd be really fun to just be a dumb heavy, like deathcore oh yeah like <laughs> gent like just eight string guitar just progressive just just dumb slow just, heavy oh, like, just a just a bludgeoning yeah. I, you used that word before bludgeoning just yeah. a bludgeoning that's a rare word you don't really hear in the english yeah it's a good one like oh my God. like bands like mashuga make me feel <laughs> that to my core where i'm like 
if I could just like be in a band like this for a for one show, like that would be <laughs> one so, show so only. Like I wouldn't even do vocals. I'd want to be on like guitar or bass because yeah, that's just me too. Fun. I want to be guitar, bass, or drums. Yeah, like, I mean that's yeah. I, I don't do. We could vocals. be instrumental. <laughs> yeah. Be instrumental. Hey, yeah. hey, look, look at Kalor. You want to do vocals? I don't sing. But I, <laughs> do you I scream? Could, <laughs> I could. Like, I, I wish I could scream. <laughs> that, that's that was like my goal for like. 2010 to 2011. Like, I just wanted to, like, wake up every day with Michael Bond's vocals. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Such a great vocalist. Yeah. Um, him. If you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing that would nobody told you about being a band would require, what would mm. it be? This is a good one. Oh, okay. Here, yeah, I know what my answer is. Growing up, like, getting into writing songs, I was, like, a teenager, you know, 13, 14, when, whenever you get your first heartbreak, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to write some stuff. Now, but um, I think the biggest lie I was told, or at least consumed from a lot of different people, places, sources, was that if you have great music, your audience will find you, and that's that. I was like, and now I'm looking back, and I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> you're telling because you're telling and I, it sucks because you're telling that to so many other artists now who they really are naive to the whole to the whole reality that this is at the end of the day an industry and it's a business that we're trying to build so you know obviously you know going through going through the motions of being a band completely independently on our own like we've had to learn a lot of the business aspects on our own and we're still you know learning that every single day but that's something i wish i was more privy to when i was younger or someone told me like hey like maybe actually look into you know like do your homework on what like what does a record label do versus a manager versus a booking agent versus a publicist like you have to know these things like if you need a lawyer at what point do you need a lawyer at what point should you form an llc like or is that even the right type of you know what i mean like it's very it's very it's very cute to be to you know tell kids like just write great music and everything will fall into place. Of course, that is the foundation of everything. But you know, there I think there at least for me personally, I wish I was ready to bite the business bullet a lot younger. If that makes sense, mm. that's a good answer. I I I. I feel like I just learned a whole lot. Like I took a music industry <laughs> course from just hearing all of that just now. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like action packed, just <laughs> bite sized industry. I don't know. For me, I guess my answer would be that as well. Like a lot of what he said also applies to me. Um, but to add on to it, I think um, I would like a little, I would have liked to have been told a little bit more of the importance of your confidence in your band members, I guess. I agree with that. When I was a younger, when I was younger and like forming my first band, you kind of have these like gut feelings, mm. and it 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 always like plays out the way that you would first imagine it. Like if there's someone in the band who isn't as dedicated or just isn't as into it, you kind of tell yourself like, oh, they'll like get into it, you know. But or maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm looking for reasons to mm -hmm. not trust them or whatever but maybe if i was told a little more like hey surround yourself with people that are like-minded and yeah. have the same level of passion and enthusiasm as you then maybe i would have avoided certain people altogether like this also just goes way back to when i first started doing bands you know like um so yeah that that would be something that i would uh i yeah, wish i was told a i can more. agree with that have like having confidence in your team is the most important thing because at the end of the day if you're in a band with 
you know, a handful of individuals. Like, if you can't, if you can't see yourself taking over the world with them, you know what I mean? Like, then what's that really going to be? It's, it's a lot like a relationship with four other people. Oh, yeah, totally. Because really you guys all have to be on the same page. You have to know each other all so, like, there can't be secrets. There, yeah. There ha- there's a different level of intimacy that needs to, to exist in any kind of serious band. Agreed. Um, I think I'm all out of questions, <laughs> but to, right. ca- to wrap things up, um, what would you suggest for anybody out there who's looking to start their own band or just looking to really do the music thing as committed as you, as you guys are now? Uh, one thing I would say is uh, to try and make yourself as, as well-rounded as possible. Because in the music industry, what I've found is that in order to make a living off of it, and I'm still not there, you know, I'm still trying to still we're, we're all still trying to achieve that. But what I think I'm finding is that the more different applications that you can uh, or the more different jobs that you can take on, the, the better luck you're going to have finding like paid gigs, paid commissions, whatever, um, because it's hard. It's hard to make money in this industry, whether you're in a band. So like I'm off a, of just the band. Yeah. Like I'm mm-hmm. in a band, but like I also produce other bands and I also do like commission work for like some orchestral stuff. And I also like am a higher, sometimes people hire. It helps play if you drums. play, it helps if you play every instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that comes it's down funny to being you mentioned that Cause I thought about uh, taking bass lessons actually. Oh, yeah. Well, you are talking to a music teacher right here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk about lessons on the side. But, but no, I think Tom, that's a very important point. Is because a lot of musicians these days, and even now, like you see with the power of the internet, with the power of social media, like there are so many different ways to create like auxiliary sources of income. Like basically use your following that you got from your passion project, aka your band, and use that following and influence to see how you know what are what are other ways you can monetize it like as a quick example of that when i was when i was looking at college and i was i I really wanted to go to music school that wasn't really up for debate for me um there was a there was a point where i could have decided to be like a songwriting major or a production recording major and for me songwriting is something that has always come naturally writing music has always been something that i've just done on my own whereas production was something that was challenging to me and that I didn't know innately how to do. As much as I would have loved to study songwriting, I knew that I could figure that out on my own. Mm. So that's why, I'm, that's why I studied production. And I'm glad I did because now that's a skill that I have that I can monetize, you know? So I think, I think if there's anyone out there that uh, is, I don't know, is faced with a decision similar to that, go with the thing you're not comfortable with, you know? Try mm. and learn new skills, like... It, uh, like ready yourself as much as you can to take on as much as possible. True. And actually just to build on that real quick, like, you know, at this point we produce all our own, our own music. Thanks to you. Mm. You also do a lot of our graphics according to usually like, I'm the one who says, Tom, we need this kind of thing with this size. Can you make it happen? And then, you know, me and him work together that way, you know, because when you when you start a band, you know, from the ground up, you're going to be paying for a lot of things design designing merch booking shows you know all that all of that stuff the more homework you do and the more skills the more things you can do on your own the better off you will be because you know obviously that does mean more time and effort but it's like 
if you don't have the money to pay someone to do it for you, you someone's got to do it, right? That's true. So That is definitely true. Yeah. I just want to thank you guys so much for coming with me on this interview. Um, you guys will be able to check this out very soon on the internet. On For all things Punk Mouth related, check out punkmouth.com. David, Tom, thank you guys so much for this interview. I cannot wait for everybody to see this. Mm-hmm. Go check out Vixen on Spotify. Everywhere music is streamable because it's awesome and you should totally check it out. Um, from everybody here at Punk Mouth Radio, thank you guys again so much. Hey, thank you for having us, dude. No problem. Appreciate it, guys. Where can people find you guys on social media? Ooh, all right. So Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube slash In Loving Memory NY on all of that. Twitter is a little different, ILM New York. You can also check out our website, which is inlovingmemoryny.com. Awesome. Thank you guys again so much. I've been Thad of Punk Mouth Radio. You guys can follow me on Instagram at ThadLovesBands underscore. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Peace.